Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, Chris Free Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Uh, the festive series of Premier League games is coming to an almighty crescendo. As we're going to have New Year's Day games and a few matches... Uh, thereafter, one actually in particular on the second, I think Liverpool will be the final match of the festive season, and then the teams will take a break for eight days. Uh, when in fact Sheffield United, who will will be the tail end of the festive season, who will play Liverpool at Anfield, will pick it up again on Friday, January tenth, with a, a match at Bramall Lane against uh, Strugglers West Ham with David Moyes at the helm. So look, we've got some great stuff. Big storylines going on in the Premier League right now. Of course, uh, Pellegrini fired from West Ham United. Uh, they have a reappointed David Moyes. Now, if you remember David Moyes, they brought him in last season to help them stave off relegation, and he did that. And then they didn't renew his contract. It was only a six-month deal. And then they brought Pellegrini in, and now Pellegrini's gone, and Moyes is back. And, well, maybe Moisey, not exciting, not a uh, managerial appointment likely to quicken the pulse, uh, but a good one nevertheless, I think. All right, well, we're going to get to it in some detail. Lots to uh, absolutely talk about here uh, on the show. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Sports Talk. Look, we talk the Premier League every Monday through Friday right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network on Sirius XM. 211 Dan Patrick Sports, as well as streaming live on iHeart, uh, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, and of course, we speak every day to our men and women in uniform around the world who are listening on the American Forces Network, and it's an absolute pleasure and a privilege uh, to speak with you. It's been a, a wonderful uh, 2019 for the Premier League, for me as a Liverpool fan. Uh, of course, it's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that as I reflect back on uh, 2019. I don't like to do those shows where you look back at the year and you silliest moment and all that sort of crap. Look, we're all about the, the matches. We're all about the matches. But uh, I certainly would like to reflect back on the year. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a brief break, and I'll be right back after this. <laughs> All right, you're back with me here, Nick Eber, on uh, History Soccer. By the way, if you miss any part of this show, uh, immediately following the show, you can find the podcast. It's up on our podcast network uh, at the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, I hope you will join us there. Uh, great stuff. Uh, every show immediately, if you missed any of it. Because I like to give out predictions. I like to give out picks. I like to give out some betting tips as well. Uh, today, I've got three matches I want to talk about from a betting standpoint, not necessarily uh, just a Premier League standpoint, but let's talk about them from a betting standpoint. Why don't we kick it off, shall we, uh, with West Ham Bournemouth? Because uh, we're talking about David Moyes uh, returning to the London Stadium. And, you know, it's a long time coming. I, I don't really know why it took them so long to get rid of Pellegrini. 
it was clear that the Pellegrini experiment was not working, uh, that the investment that West Ham made, both in players uh, and uh, marketing facilities, uh, all the rest, just wasn't going to pan out. And it should have been clear for West Ham United fairly early on. Uh, let's just say after end of September when things really went pear-shaped for West Ham. If you remember, they started off the first... Look, I think the first game they played Liverpool, or was it City? It was City, and they got hammered 5-0. Okay, West Ham got hammered. And then they, they went on a nice little run. Uh, they went on a really nice little six-game run that saw them up into about fifth spot in the table. We were all talking about how great it was in Pellegrini. And look, since that time, and that is now... Uh, what was that? That was actually the seventh game Was uh, they were up there. So 13, 16 matches. No, my math is bad. 12 matches later, uh, they have gone 2-1 and 9. And so if you want to know why Pellegrini is there, was gone, that's why. Uh, look, why you didn't get rid of Pellegrini um, after that loss at home 3-2 to Tottenham uh, I, I I don't quite know he uh, should have been gone of course there was that moment where they beat uh, Chelsea uh, at Stamford Bridge and maybe that got him a reprieve and then you know they lost to Arsenal I mean, who loses to Arsenal well West Ham lose to Arsenal <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty bad number to say who loses to Arsenal right I mean Arsenal are just an awful team. They've only won five games all season. But West Ham were one of them. And so they went on this skid. And, you know, I, I just don't know why it took them so long. Moyes was out there. A bunch of managers have been out there. Uh, but, you know, they stuck with Pellegrini. And uh, it just went from bad to worst. And finally, uh, they gave him the old heave-ho. So they bring back David Moyes, uh, who, as I said, was there last season to... Uh, save them from relegation, which he did. Um, as I mentioned, West Ham only have two wins in their last 12 matches. Uh, defensively, look, they're, they're a mess. They're just not scoring, and they're not scoring enough goals. So that combination uh, gives you a very nasty situation where they are now sitting uh, basically one point above the relegation zone, and this is a real relegation fight they're in. But let's turn our attention for a minute, if we can, to uh, Bournemouth, uh, Eddie Howe's team. Uh, this team has definitely... <coughs> excuse me, gone off the boil. They were up to seventh in the league at the beginning of November. They've got one win, one loss, and one win, one draw, seven losses since. They're like they're a lot like West Ham. I mean, I'm seeing this same sort of unbelievable slump. And they're now perilously, perilously close to the drop zone as well. I mean, they're only one point above the Hammers, so they're only two points above Villa in uh, out of the zone. And uh, look, I think Eddie Howe's in real trouble. We say that the cream will rise to the top over a 38-game season. Now, we can look at the Premier League today, and you can start to see uh, the, the turds sinking. Uh, Norwich, a great example. Uh, Bour Bournemouth starting to sink. Uh, Southampton, surprisingly, are, are getting saved by the bell here, or shall we say by the Hasenhutl. Uh But, you know, the question is, are West Ham crap or not? And I'm not sure. I mean, they spent a fair amount of money on players. You know, Villa as well. Villa's another team. They spent £130 million plus on players. They were the biggest spenders last summer. And they're sitting there in 18th spot. So 
I, look, I do not expect Watford to be in the drop zone much longer. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But uh, for this match, West Ham-Bournemouth uh, at the London Stadium, um, it is David Moyes' return to management. Is, are you going to get a managerial bounce? You know what? I don't think so. I'm not going to predict. I'm predicting this as a nil-nil draw. And right now, the draw on this one plays pays plus 230. Just for your information... Uh, the odds before David Moyes were announced, West Ham were plus one ten, plus money for a home uh, for a home team. Uh, but once he was named, they went to minus one or three home favorites. Uh, Bournemouth have stuck around the plus two forty on the money line. I like the draw on this one though. I think this is going to be a scoreless draw. Neither of these teams are doing anything to quicken the pulse. All right, let's move along to the next match that I have sorted for. Betting information <laughs> and predictions. Let's go to Vicarage Road, where Watford are going to face Wolves. Watford are 19th in the Premier League. Look, I was talking about this. Um, uh, what an exciting team I think Watford can be. I thought really last season they were they were they were great to watch, and, and I really just and yeah they had injuries to Troy Deeney, but I mean it can't all be a 30 something year old player that's you know, the problems at Watford. They've had other problems, but it is nice to see them slowly start to pull it out. They had that 2-0 victory at Vicarage Road against United. Then they had that one well draw at Bramall Lane against Sheffield, which, again, Sheffield high flyers in the table right now. And then they topped it all off with that 3-0 tonking of Villa, who were, you know, uh, that was a relegation six-pointer we talked about. I really like Watford a lot. And I will tell you, though... Um, I think Nigel Pearson, who took over there, has really started the process of lifting them from the dregs of the league. Uh, they've only got one loss in the last five. That includes wins, as mentioned, at Villa and United. But for Wolves, uh, they've had a really big December. They've gone 3-2-2, two and two, including that big 3-2 victory over City. I mean, who saw that coming? In fact... The cataclysmic start of the season, uh, which saw them go winless in the first six, and I think they were down in 19th spot. Of course, European football had a lot to do with that. Uh, we can talk about that, too. Um, that's now ancient history, though. They've only lost two of the last 14, including Liverpool were one of the two teams they've lost to. And as you know, if you watch the league, every team has lost to Liverpool except for Man United. They drew them. Uh, this one is at Vicarage Road. Both these teams on the ascendancy. I really like Wolves a lot, but at Vicarage Road, I'm going to give the edge to Watford, not to win, but for another draw. This will be a score draw, though. I'm going to predict 2-2 for this result, and right now that's another plus money, 220 for this draw. All right, last match that I have curated for a betting discussion, as opposed to just a general discussion about, you know, what we think is going to win and lose is Arsenal Man United at the Emirates. And, and you know, what can I say about Arsenal right now? This team is just awful. And there's nothing that Mikel Arteta can do about it. And I think the fact that Mikel Arteta was their choice of manager... You know, I scratched my head on this one. So he understudied Pep. Okay, great. At City. Great, wonderful. But he wasn't an Arsenal legend... I mean, he's better known as an Everton player than as an Arsenal player. It's not like you're bringing in Frankie Lampard or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know, to rally the troops, so to speak. I, I, I don't understand the appointment. 
I think you know David Moyes was out there. Um, Mauricio Pochettino's out there, although you have to think he might be sitting around waiting for Zidane to uh, call it quits. But you know, I, I and I know, I, and I know, you know, they, he was a former Tottenham manager. He's never going to go to Arsenal. But you know, you were fired by the club. Uh, doesn't that sort of loyalty go out the window, as Jose Mourinho very rightly pointed out? Look, we're out of time this segment, uh, so why don't we pick up Arsenal Man United on the other side? Uh, let's do that, shall we? Fistry Soccer, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Twitter me, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'll be right back after this. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season. Now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. I know I do. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted names in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, well, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the Premier League. And you know the Premier League, well, that's my thing. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wages let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. And if you join right now... MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. If you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we were talking Arsenal, Man United. Um, no, we were not. Were we? No, we were talking Watford Wolves. What were we talking before the break? I've got myself absolutely confused now. Yes, we were talking Arsenal, Man United. We were. We were talking about Mikel Arteta. You know, this is the problem with age as 2019 draws to a close. 2020 is upon us. Uh, I have a birthday in March, and, and let me tell you something. I am uh, not the young spring chicken uh, that I once was. I need to take my ginkgo biloba to keep my mental acuity strong so that I can remember what I was doing just, what, three minutes ago. But let's talk Arsenal Football Club because, you know, we talked about Mikel Arteta. And, you know, if if your managerial appointment is an indication of your ambitions as a club. And, and we, could, we just talked about West Ham last segment. Look, you, you cannot fault them for, saying, for taking a flyer and saying, you know, David Moyes is not a sexy manager. He's not a world-class manager. Although that could be debated, by the way. Uh, he's, not, he's certainly a manager that had a very good, solid run with Everton Football Club for many years kept them, you know, solid mid-table, occasionally sniffing in for a uh, Europa League spot. But then he was handpicked by Fergie to take over at United, and that didn't work, and, well, you know the story. So, but, you know, a steady hand, but but not really a sexy hand. Let's put it that way. But, you know, Manuel Pellegrini, on the other hand, well, wait a minute. 
that is a big name manager. That is a manager who, if you can look past his recent failures, um, uh, you know, maybe at some once in the, his lifetime have been considered, and not too recent, and not too distant lifetime. Let me point out, uh, was considered, you know, one of the elites of the managerial world, and bringing in Pellegrini was a statement that West Ham made. So if that's the statement that West Ham made, and it backfired on them, and, you know, they'll reap the uh, consequences of that, and then they're prepared to do that. What does it say about the ambition of Arsenal Football Club that Mikel Arteta, a guy who was not even a legendary player at Everton, certainly wasn't a legendary player at uh, at uh, Arsenal, uh, and was just an assistant manager under Pep Guardiola at Man City, uh, that somehow this is the right guy to take the helm of a club who, uh, during the Arsene Wenger era, era, was you know perennially top four, won uh, you know won the Premier League three times, won FA Cups, won League Cups, etc., etc., etc. What it tells you is that your owner is Stan Kroenke. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, Liverpool got the best of American ownership in Fenway Sports Group, but I think Arsenal got some of the worst. And it's just gone from bad to worse for this team. I mean, they have no soul, they have no spine, they have no backbone. Uh, last match out at the Emirates on Sunday. You know, they were 1-0 up on Ch- on Chelsea at home, and they give up two goals, including... Well, by the way, the first goal they gave up was an absolute burnt Leno howler. Well, you know, he goes up to punch the ball away and misses, and, you know, Jorginho's right there, pops the ball right in the net. And the second one, I thought I thought Leno should have had it. It went between his legs. Only Southampton, West Ham, and the three teams in the relegation zone have leaked more goals than Arsenal Football Club this year. Where is the promise of the future that the Emirates was going to bring to Arsenal supporters worldwide? The new stadium, no debt, ability to clear the books, a well-run football club, fiscally sound, building a football infrastructure for the future. You know what that all is? That is all bollocks. Instead, you you, you might have a, a... football club that is largely debt-free, but it's just printing money for Stan Kroenke. And, and allow me to point out, Arsenal Football Club have some of the most expensive tickets in the Premier League. It's a bad situation. It's gone worse. It's not going to get any better at home against United. Uh, United, on the other hand, look, they went through their machinations. They went through their soul-searching. They went through massive problems, including David Moyes, who clearly wasn't the problem, by the way, uh, once Alex Ferguson left. And it's been a struggle. It's been anguish. It's been a mental struggle for United supporters. We've had Phil Brown on here um, from Beyond the Pitch, massive United supporter, talking about the issues they've had. But look, where have they settled? They've settled on not blaming the manager for all the problems. If I have a manager and he can you know, deal with the players that we have. If he's not making errors as a manager, then clearly we've got to rebuild the squad. And that's why United, they, they're done with their managerial shiftos and, and musical chairs. They brought in 
Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who by you can certainly say was a club legend. I mean, not a David Beckham or Ronaldo-like legend, but, you know, he's definitely a club legend. The super sub, the baby-faced assassin, all of that good stuff. But he's really righted the ship. It was a very disappointing start to the season. Uh, but they've gone 6-3-1 and one in the last 10 games. They won the last two in the row. They had wins over Newcastle, a big win over Newcastle, and a good win over Burnley. But the important thing is, you know, Pogba is doing his incredible sulk act. And clearly, I'll, I'll be surprised. I, I thought he was going to see through the rest of the year. But I, I'd be surprised if, if they don't cash in on him in January. Because they don't need him. Because Rashford, Martial, Daniel James, they are starting to gel as a front three. And in terms of Arsenal, they will be way too much for Arsenal's porous defense. Uh, look, I mean, Obama Yang is always good for a goal in a game. Uh, I like United to win this one at the Emirates. It's a 2-1 scoreline. United right now, plus money, plus 191. Arsenal are actually still the favorites, if you can believe that. Uh, I like United. Now, he here's a caveat on this one. If you've been listening to this show uh, this season, and I certainly hope you have, you will remember that I've said that I'm not giving out United uh, for betting picks anymore because they are just too unpredictable and i'm still going to leave that caveat out there but i am going to tell you that as unpredictable as man united are uh is as awful as arsenal is if that makes sense to you <laughs> i mean this team is just rubbish and so i'm not sure that it's going to take a massive effort from arsenal to beat from uh, united to beat arsenal so that's why I'm giving it out. But look, you can listen back to the show and say, Nick, you told me don't bet on United anymore, uh, so I won't do it. So, okay, that's up to you. I, I might actually have a little punt on this one. I think I will. I'll go down to the Red Rock book here uh, in a few, in, in a little bit tonight after the, sh after the show's over and, uh, and place that bet because I'm going to do it. All right, so those are the three games I sort of curated for the uh, January games. Uh, we have a few others to get to, and of course we still have a whole segment to get to here. Uh, but so why don't we why don't we start with some of these other ones that we've got to look forward to here? Um, Brighton Chelsea. This is an interesting one. This is at the Amex. For me, when I look at this game, I, and I look at Chelsea, I, there's a lot I really really like about Chelsea. They're a young team. Uh, they have been. Uh, again, you know, very unpredictable, uh, and that's really what you get with young teams. They had that big win uh, at the Emirates against Arsenal, but then you know they lose at home to Southampton. Oh, but they beat Tottenham at uh, at uh, Tottenham Stadium. But they lose to Bournemouth. They lose to Everton. Uh, you know, they are all over the place. They are really you just never know they are. Now they're facing Brighton, who for me are. Not a very good club, to be honest. Um, they got a really nice victory over Bournemouth. I thought that was going to be a draw. Okay, they got they got the the win over Bournemouth, but they went four in a row. Lost to Tottenham. Uh, lost to Sheffield. They had a draw against Palace. They had a draw against Wolves. Surprisingly enough, uh, and you know they've lost games to Liverpool, but everyone has Leicester, but everyone has pretty much United. Uh, they lose games to people they should and i'm going to tell you i think chelsea's one of those people i like chelsea for this game and i've only got a minute left in this segment so we'll make it a little quick i like chelsea for this one 
and they are favorites on the road at minus 120. So there you have it. All right, I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm going to run through all the other games, a little thought about Liverpool Football Club this year, the team I've supported for decades and decades. Uh, let's talk about it when I come back, Fifth Street Soccer. Find me on Twitter at Nagiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, I will be right back after this, so please don't go anywhere. Sex and drugs and rock uh, and roll. New Year's parties ahead. You know, I live in Las Vegas. Uh, good song, right? Sex and drugs and rock and roll. <clears throat> Unfortunately, my life really isn't that exciting, even though I, I do live in Las Vegas. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, when you live here, life the life here is not all about sex and drugs and rock and roll. It's about, you know, watching football and paying your bills. You know how that is, right? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Fistry Soccer. I'm Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. By the way, um, I did mention this earlier. I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening, courtesy of the American Forces Network. I hope you guys have ha- are having a wonderful holiday season and will usher in the new year in safety and in warmth and comfort and thinking of your loved ones, if not being home with them. I'm a veteran myself. I remember spending many a holiday season uh, not at home in places I would much rather not be. Uh, so I feel for you all, and, uh, you know, maybe I can provide you a little bit of entertainment, <laughs> particularly if you like the Premier League. All right, uh, let's move along, shall we? We did Brighton and Chelsea. That is uh, the January. These are all January 1st games, by the way, just to be clear. There is only one January 2nd game. That's Liverpool-Sheffield uh, at Anfield. Uh, Burnley-Villa, we talked about a little bit about Aston Villa early on. I... I think Aston Villa are a much better team than their results would suggest. Unfortunately for them, it's, you know, 1-1-5 and five in their last seven games. Most recently, they had that loss to Watford. Uh, and, you know, I, um, as I said, I like Watford. Didn't help, uh, didn't help Villa's cause really at all uh, in terms of... Um, the fact that they lost 3-0 and uh, I want to say Watford were uh, down to 10 men, right? Uh, for They had an extra man for, what, nearly 35-plus minutes? I think Mariapa went out for a second yellow. Don't really... Uh, that didn't help things. Uh, so I, I'm just... I'm really not sure what to make of uh, Villa at this point. I mean, I think they spent a lot of money. I think that experiment has failed. And uh, Dean Smith usually, usually I say, feels disciplined good sides. But this is a level of underperformance that I don't think anybody really saw coming. Uh, This is at Burnley. Burnley, a very unexciting team, I will be honest with you. They've lost two in a row. They lost to Everton. They lost to United. <clears throat> but again, they're beating people below them, which is what they should. But they're losing to teams better than them. This one, I have to tell you, doesn't bode well for me for Villa. This is at Turf Moor. 
I'm going to say that I think Burnley are going to win this one at home, and right now it's even money, plus 100. Uh, next up, Newcastle United, Leicester. And I'll tell you what, um, I like Newcastle a lot. And I think it's unfortunate for them. They've had uh, some some rough fixtures. And Steve Bruce has done an admirable job of getting Newcastle clear of the drop zone. They're not that clear. They're seven points clear of Villa. So that's okay. They have this very tough game against Leicester ahead. And this one is at St. James's Park. They lost uh, away at United. They beat Crystal Palace at home. They lost away at Burnley, but they beat Southampton at home. This team is doing better at St. James's Park at home than they are away. Now, Leicester, on the other hand, you know, you might remember they have had they had a difficult run of three games uh, where they drew Norwich 1-1, which was a shocker for everybody. Then they uh, lost away to City, which probably wasn't a shocker to everybody. And then... They lost at home to Liverpool, which also wasn't a shocker to anybody. I think Leicester's run of bad results is over. And we saw that, by the way, with a very nice 2-1 win at the London Stadium against West Ham. Newcastle are a tougher nut to crack than West Ham United. But I really like, uh, I think Ayosi Perez is coming back for this game. I know he came on as a sub, if I remember correctly, in the game against West Ham. I think he's a terrific player. I think Leicester City just have too much uh, for Newcastle United. And uh, Brendan Rodgers, terrific manager, doing wonderful work there at uh, Leicester City. And I think they could really use this three points to pull themselves, uh, uh, you know, try to keep the gap closed. And at least, at least, not, let, uh, uh, at least not let Manchester City catch up on them. So I'm actually going to tell you, I think that Leicester City are going to win this, and I will be very surprised if they're not uh, favorites. They are. They're away favorites at minus 139. Uh, Southampton, Tottenham. uh, Look, Ralph Hasenhutl is uh, playing a fantastic uh, game of just about keeping his job. However, at St. Mary's against a Jose Mourinho, very pragmatic Spurs side who have also righted the ship somewhat, although uh, a very disappointing result uh, at Carroll Road away against Norwich uh, on the 28th. They, of course, had that loss at home to Chelsea, uh, but I cannot see them losing away at uh, St. Mary's to Southampton. I'm saying this is a Tottenham win on this one, and if you look at Tottenham right now, they are away favorites at minus 125. Uh, Watford Wolves, we talked about that. Man City, Everton... Uh, you know, tough, tough going here for um, uh, tough going for Everton, really. Uh, if you think about it, I mean, I, I, Man City are one of these clubs that you know. Uh, this is a great team. It's not quite the same team of the last few years. They've had injuries. They're getting a little older. I think maybe the drive to win it all uh, since they've done it in the league is is maybe a little less. Uh, They are a very dangerous club. And uh, Aguero being back is, you know, starting healthy is a problem for anyone that faces us. 
Ancelotti, uh, you know, he got they got a little bounce off him. He's a great manager. Don't get me wrong. We can talk. Although he did get fired for Napoli, by the way, for, for really for mishandling them in in, um, in Serie A. And I, I know I'm going to talk about this with Kartik uh, when he comes on as a guest next week. But uh, look, Everton are facing Manchester City. They're not facing Newcastle, and uh, which is who they beat. I don't see Man City losing this one. And despite the losses to Wolves and despite the losses to United, uh, I, I can't see them losing to Everton, even with Ancelotti at the helm. So for me, this is a very solid uh, Manchester City win, and they are massive home favorites at minus 455, Everton plus 1,000. At Norwich, Crystal Palace, uh, it's hard for me to imagine a time when Norwich are going to win another match. This could well be it. Uh, they are even money, plus 163. Crystal Palace, plus 163. Uh, neither of these teams, well, Norwich, I wouldn't say, is underperforming. Norwich, they just made no investment at Norwich. Um, you know, it's um, it's a question mark, isn't it? Um There's no way Norwich are winning this game. So I had to think about that for a minute. I, I know. Uh, is it going to? Are Palace going to win it, or is it going to be a draw? I mean, Palace are just such a disappointing team this season, aren't they? I mean, ah, they they got a Southampton. They beat West Ham. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say they're really draw specialists. Southampton. They've had as many. They've had six draws. They're seven, seven, six, and seven. I'm going to say this is a draw. So I'm going to take a draw on this one. And right now. Uh, that's going to play plus pay plus two twenty five. West Ham, Bournemouth, we did that one. Arsenal, United, we did that one. It just leaves us with one match left. That is at Anfield. Liverpool facing Sheffield, and look, Liverpool going to win this game. Uh, they might not win it at the counter, by the way. Uh, they might win this game a uh, one nil. It's a very it's it's a great possibility. But the focus and vision and camaraderie and chemistry of this team is uh, is done i mean it's it's unbelievable it's really i i've not seen it before in the premier league at least not in a long long time they have a manager that they believe in they have squad members that they rely upon and they've got an incredible amount of talent on this side so Liverpool going to win this. They're minus three, four, four thirty-five favorites. Uh, I mean, Sheffield United, the long shots are plus one thousand seventy-nine. They're not going to win it. I'd be shocked if they did. Not that the Blades are a bad team. Don't get me wrong. But you know, when I watch the NBC coverage and they talk about Liverpool, and then you watch City and the City game, and then they're down, and then they're back up, and then all of a sudden it's City. Oh, the title race is on. Then the title race is off, and then this, that, and the other. There is no title race. I know Liverpool supporters, we don't want to talk about it because we've been disappointed for so many years in the Premier League. But 13 points ahead of Leicester City with a game in hand. And by the way, that game against West Ham United, just want to make that clear. Be fun to be playing the ex-Everton manager, albeit at West Ham, for the game in hand for Liverpool. But if they win that game, they're 58 points ahead. They're 16 points ahead of Leicester City. They're 17 points ahead of Manchester City. There is no title race. Barring an absolute tragedy with this team, 
which I would even shudder to talk about as a possibility, or or a meltdown on the field, uh, you know, they're not giving this one up. They're going to win the Premier League. The question is, do they take their foot off the gas at any point here and start to focus in on the Champions League? You know, they came out top of their group in the Champions League after a couple of rough results, actually, in the group stages. And I just wonder... Um, if they take their foot off the gas, maybe a draw or two. Look, I don't expect Liverpool to go through this season unbeaten. Uh, if they did, it would be incredible. It would by far eclipse um, the Arsenal season. They had 24 wins on the season. Liverpool's already got 18 wins on the season. They're only they're only halfway through. Literally halfway through. They played 19 games out of 38. Liverpool have lost... What's 38 plus 19? 40, 50, uh, 57 get In 57 games in the Premier League, Liverpool have lost one. And that was a game last season to Manchester City that they lost by one goal. Think about that for a minute. And you take all this breathless play-by-play and prognostication that they give you on NBC, and you tell me, is there a title race? I think not. Doesn't mean Liverpool are going to win every game. Doesn't mean they're going to go unbeaten. Doesn't mean they're not going to have a slip-up. Could mean also they get dumped out of the Champions League. You just, of course, all those things are possible. But are they going to give up a lead like this? That I doubt. All right, those are my thoughts. And as I look back at 2019, I look at Liverpool and Klopp, The discussions was, well, has he won any silverware? Well, the Champions League, the Super Cup, the World Club Cup, the the Premier League trophy for this year. Who knows about the FA Cup or another Champions League run? It's all up in the air. I would say right now, Liverpool, the best club team in the world. All right, that's going to do it for me this segment. I'm going to take a break because bills, well, they have to be paid. And I will be right back to wrap it up here on Fifth Street Soccer. Stay with me, please. All right, welcome back for Street Soccer. God, I hope you've been, I really hope you'd enjoyed the uh, shows uh, this year. Uh, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure to be back on Sirius XM after a lengthy absence, I might say. Uh, but it's wonderful to be back, and I want to thank uh, the folks at both the Sports Byline Broadcast Network as well as all the fine people at Sirius XM, and of course, Dan Patrick and the great guys at Dan Patrick Sports for uh, tolerating me on uh, their channels. As we talk the beautiful game, you know, everybody thinks this is really such a niche sport, but we all know that that's really not the case, right? I mean, it is globally the most popular sport in the world, and it is no different here in the United States. So uh, anyway, thanks for sticking with me this year. We'll be bringing you lots more football next year. We're not going anywhere. I do also want to thank uh, my good friends at Picks and Parlays. If you if you ever listen to that show, I actually have have now been asked to host that show, and I, and I do host that show. For me, it's a little bit of excitement because uh, I get to cover something other than uh, Premier League football or global football, get to cover things like uh, you know college basketball, bowl series, NFL, baseball. A lot of research for me because it's not uh, naturally in my veins, but it, it is a lot of fun. And by the way, you can hear that show on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network uh, Monday through Friday at uh, 4, p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. 
uh, Pacific. All right, that's going to wrap up this show for this year. And thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Once again, thank you so much to our men and women uh, in uniform who listen to this show on American Forces and all of our digital channels and everything. It's just been great. I want to thank the guys that have really helped me along with this show over the last year, whether that's Nick Webster, who I know a lot of people are asking me, I'll tell you, has recuperated very, very nicely from his uh, open-heart surgery, and and my good friend Kartik Krishnaya. Um, I would be remiss, though, if I did not thank uh, the fine people, Ron Barr, Darren Peck, and all the great guys at uh, uh, Scott Cutty, Dom, all the great guys uh, at uh, the Sports Byline uh, Broadcast Network who work to make this show what it is every day. Thank you, guys. I hope you guys have had a wonderful holiday and look forward to great things ahead in 2020, including a Premier League title for Liverpool Football Club. Right, that'll do it for me. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Don't be foolish. Speak to you next year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.